Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're having a blessed day, as always, today. And I was watching some of the videos yesterday from the hearing with this new individual who we've talked about repeatedly, David Chipman, the one who now they're wanting to put into place for the ATF director. And this guy is just as far left anti-gun as it comes. And ironically enough, this is even a considering a person like this to handle one of the most rogue alphabet agencies in the country that pretty much their main goal of what they do is violate and infringe the Second Amendment, even though it's illegal and non-constitutional. And I was interested because I was watching a bunch of stuff he was responding to, and one of the senators asked him, you know, I need to know what your definition of, of an assault weapon is. He couldn't answer it. Couldn't answer it. Beat around the bush. Then he finally goes, well, the ATF's definition of an assault rifle, and, some, and he mentioned some like unit section three. He said, is any rifle that is semi-automatic that can accept a detachable magazine larger than a twenty two caliber? Um, Everybody in the Senate kind of like looked around and goes, that, that's what you're saying, the definition of it. Yeah, that's, that's what the ATF claims it as. And he was asked if he supported a ban on the assault weapons. And he responded and said, with respect to the AR-15, I support a ban as has been presented in a Senate bill and supported by the president. The AR-15 is a gun I was issued on ATF SWAT team. It's a particularly lethal weapon and regulating it as another particular lethal weapon I have advocated for. He has also expressed his support of criminalizing private firearm sales during an Ask Me Anything on Reddit. And so this guy, I'm telling you, they're going out to play for blood for this. Understand what they want to do. This is not about protection of anybody. This is not about maintaining safety. This is all about bringing in the 2030 agenda and controlling any and all firearms. What they want to do, as they've clearly stated, they want to make any AR-15, AK-47, an assault rifle, as he defined it by ATF, any semi-automatic rifle that accepts a detachable magazine larger than a 22. They want to make it a class three weapon, which means you have to pay a tax stamp, you have to get fingerprints, you have to get a background check, and as we register with the ATF, it will be in the same category as machine guns currently right now. That's what they want to do with these. So they want every single AR-15, every AK, every variant to be registered with the ATF. Now, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize real quick how sideways this is going to go for the American populace if we ever capitulate and start registering semi-automatic weapons with ATF. They have the one of the most horrific corrupt track records of any alphabet agency. Heck, even this clown, David Chipman, he's got his trophy photo standing in front of the ashes, including dead carcasses from women and children from the Waco raid while he holds his AR-15, or probably M-16s, it wasn't AR-15, they go, they go, those guys select fire. If you guys remember the original footage from the ATF invasion on the first raid, 
ATF was using automatic weapons on the branch civilians after they shot David Koresh when he walked outside unarmed. That's what these guys do. So this is the same guy, the same guy that's got a trophy photo online standing in front of the burnt rubble where they murdered over 70 women and children. But remember, it was it was for their protection. Okay, they they killed everybody in the Branch Davidian compound and tear gassed them and made sure it caught on fire because it was it was for their protection. They they wanted to protect the kids, so they they they, they butchered all of them. They murdered them, and so this guy decided he needed a trophy fro- photo in front of the ashes while holding his rifle like a typical trophy photo. Like when you go kill big game in Africa, you get a photo with your rifle standing next to the carcass of the animal you just killed. You can see in the photos, there's dead bodies in the back of the photo, charred to ash, you know, basically bone structure left. That's David Shipman. This is who they want to put heading the ATF. This is the guy that wants to ban and make you register AR-15s. This is a complete and total circus show if they go further with this. So I encourage everybody, continue to be emailing all of your state representatives and your senators, that this guy is a no-go. I've been emailing him for months on this. The fact that he's at the Senate confirmation hearing is very troubling to me because, as we've seen in most cases, this is all theater. They're simply planning already on making sure this guy is nominated to direct the ATF, and they're simply doing this as theater, as they always do, as we have found in personal cases, well, locally, when they're taking public opinion and they're letting people talk – and they have no inclination whatsoever to listen to anybody. They already plan on what they're doing. But, again, that doesn't take away from the fact that we still have to make our voice heard loud and strong. This is not an acceptable individual to head an agency that has a vast, vast history of corruption, murder, weapons thievery, and all types of illegal activity in the United States with pretty much all immunity happening to them all the time. I cannot find a single case where an ATF agent has ever been charged and actually found guilty of anything ever. And they have been involved in repeated, repeated violations of the Constitution and civil rights violations and human rights violations, period. Nothing ever happened. So again, Get this information out there. Send the emails out the best you can. Continue to voice your opinion that this is not something we're going to listen to, nor are we going to take orders from this clown. Because remember, we're not electing him. They're trying to appoint him to a position of vast authority, way more than this guy has any, any reason to ever be in this position right here by his track record, Dad. What do you think? You know, when you go back to Janet Reno and what happened, it, it's insane what happened in Waco. I'm reading you right from Wikipedia now. It said only nine people left the building during the fire. The remaining Branch Davidians, including the children, were either buried alive by rubble, suffocated, or shot. Many were killed by smoke or carbon monoxide inhalation, and others causes this fire engulfed the building. According to the FBI, Steve Schneider, Koresh's top aide, shot and killed Koresh and then himself. And all 76 people died. A large concentration of bodies, weapons, and ammunition was found supposedly in the bunker storage room. The Texas Rangers and the ATF arson investigator reported and assumed that many of the occupants were either denied escape from within or refused to leave until escape was no longer possible. Guys, this is unbelievable. 
And, uh, you know, it's sad because remember Clinton said, oh, we're going in to protect the children. Yeah, that's right. What they did they uh, killed everybody pretty much except for the few that got out. And, and it's sad because this was a direct assault, you know, on the Constitution of the United States of America. And David Koresh had been walking around downtown for months and talking to basically FBI agents and police officers and everything else. And they could have at any point arrested him or held him for questions or take him in or whatever. This was theater. It was all staged in order to show the peasants that they're not allowed to basically form groups of people that are going to go against the federal government or go against unlawful edicts. That's what this is. And you say, well, that sounds awful harsh, but that's what it is. You know, they, they've got to, they have to prove and make an example out of these women and children who were massacred who they were protecting the children. Now, I'm not saying that I'm a Branch Davidian or David Koresh admirer because I'm not at all. But the reality is this. You know, did he really need to die like this? Did his group really need to die like this with all these kids? The answer is absolutely not. You know, this is reminiscent of the doggone siege of Berlin by the Russians when they came in and said that anybody who was alive was going to be raped and killed and people were killing and committing suicide in order not to fall into the hands of the Russians. I mean, this is insanity that this happened to the United States of America. And of course, we also have, you know, whatever happened up there with, uh, you know, with Ruby Ridge. And they, they basically file a lawsuit or file an ATF charge against him for that he had a shotgun that had been too short. They were, they were the ones who like sold it to him to entrap him to try to get him to testify against his fellow, his friends up there. I mean, the whole thing, it's just unbelievable the collusion that's going on and who these people are and the fact that this guy now wants, you know, every AR-15 basically to be taken off the market or be made illegal. And, you know, it's funny, too, because the reason he doesn't give you an example of what an assault weapon is, he starts talking about 22 caliber rifles or whatever, is this. Every single gun you own, every single rifle you own, every single knife you own, every single spoon you own, every single baseball bat you own can be classified, if they want to, as a potential assault weapon. Just let, just let you know, you know, you you make a lamp and assault weapon. Let's not forget in the old John Wayne movies, they used to break chairs over people's backs. Of course, they were Hollywood chairs, which came apart very easily. And they had chairs they were breaking everywhere on top of people. That could be an assault weapon. So it's ludicrous to me that they want to classify everything as an assault weapon. And what's even more ludicrous is this. The vast majority of law-abiding American citizens would never use any object whatsoever as an assault weapon, ever. They wouldn't do it, especially those who have been – thoroughly vetted by the state who have concealed weapons permits because they can't really have anything going on or their past that could basically you know make them someone think in the, in the higher ups as far as the administration that they had a potential how should i say psychotic break in which they'd do something crazy with a weapon and i've told my friends this so many times austin and you have and i know you have too when you carry lethal force and you have your concealed weapons permit holder and you've got a gun with you You've got to walk away. If you, all possible, you've got to walk away unless lethal force is presented to you in which you no longer have a choice. Because you have the ability to take someone's life very, very quickly. Like a few years ago in the movie theater here in Florida where the ex-cop was basically being harassed by a jerk. You know, I was a jerk who was throwing popcorn at the ex-cop. Just, just being a jerk because the pop, cop was kind of bossing him around and the guy didn't want to listen to him and they got into this verbal confrontation and finally the guy gets hit with some popcorn in the back of the head or whatever happened to him and he stands up and just kills the guy throwing the popcorn. And you know, that still hasn't gone to trial. 
I think they're kind of waiting for the old ex-police officer to die before they put him on trial and force him to go to jail and die in jail. I have no idea what they're going to do with the guy. But this is the kind of stuff you can't be doing when you carry a gun. You can't be running around shooting people. We're not talking about this is not the old West anymore. Now, there are some people that maybe that's the only thing that they'll listen to. There are some people in government that basically need to go through the Nuremberg trials, especially the ones that are pushing all of these vaccines now, especially on children. I mean, you can't put you can't put a vaccine in a person or a drug in a person or a chemical in a person without testing on animals first. This is part of the Nuremberg Code. And now we have Fauci, who basically straight lied. He needs to be put under oath is what needs to be done. He needs to be put under oath and testify. Of course, with him, he'll just plead the fifth the whole time and guarantee he's not going to run his mouth. He's not going to do what Roger Stone did and get himself in trouble doing that. But the reality is this. If, if Fauci were to – if people were to know who he really is – and that he's the one who basically sent the money to the Wuhan Institute for gain of function. And people are finally starting to see that. In fact, now you can actually say on Facebook that the virus was made stronger via gain of function, and they're not blaming it and saying it's fake news anymore. <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous. You couldn't post anything. Fake news, fake news, fake news. Take it down, take it down. And now they're realizing that we, those crazy tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists, I guess that's what they want to call us, we were right. This thing has basically had an HIV component added to it, a SARS component added to it, and it's basically a bioweapon that was developed, let's not forget, first by the United States with a lot, a whole lot of Mossad involvement who basically told us February a year ago, as soon as this thing basically broke the news that it had been released, that they already had a vaccine for it. Oh, yeah, just thought I'd mention that again. And the reality is, is it never ends. It's the never-ending lies. Remember what William Casey said, the former head of the CIA? And this is a paraphrase of what he said. He goes, we will know that our job has been completed at the CIA when whatever anyone believes is a lie. They believe all the lies. And that's the whole thing they do with psychological operations. And what ends up happening is after you lie to people long enough, then they don't want to believe the truth. Light has come into the world, but the world has preferred the darkness is how the Bible put it. They'll rather believe the lie because they have so attached themselves to the lie that they can't step away from it. They have to continue to believe the lie. I've got a friend of mine. It's so funny. Years ago, this guy's very smart. He's a genius. Years ago, I started talking to him about geoengineering, about barium and aluminum, and I showed him the lab results that we have posted to the Health Masters website showing the unbelievably large amount of aluminum and barium in rainwater samples that we took here at the house six months apart. And he started realizing that we had a massive, you know, event going on with the CIA and the Air Force and NASA and everybody else involved in this spraying of the planet with aluminum and barium oxide. And he was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Well, then he read all the research, so I sent him all the stuff. He was all about what was going on. Then he spoke to a pilot, one pilot, a single pilot, who told him, oh, no, 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 this is naturally occurring from airplane exhaust. And he believed him. It didn't matter the hundreds of other people that he had read, the, the, the dozens of articles that I had sent him. It didn't make one bit of difference. All he wanted to do was believe the lie because the lie is easier to believe than the truth, isn't it? In most cases, isn't it? Do you want to believe, like the former head of the FBI said, that there exists such a monstrous conspiracy that it's almost impossible to believe that it exists? You know, do you want to believe that? Well, I, I don't want to believe that. Nobody wants to believe that. Nobody wants to believe that we have found ourselves in the middle of a Petri dish. Petri dish is a little dish we used in the laboratories and biology 
at FSU and in high school in which we would put things in the Petri dish and watch them grow to see how the experiment would proceed and what we could do with the Petri dish and what would live and what would die, et cetera, et cetera. Now we find ourselves in the middle of a Petri dish and we're being tested. I've had so many people say to me, well, I've got the vaccine. I'm running more and more of those, people that I know that I've talked to about it. Well, I waited for the Johnson & Johnson to come out, and I'm like, unbelievable. And the sad part about it is, is that a lot of people are still all in. They get the vaccine, and they get unbelievably sick, and they go, I'll do it again. I'll do it again because they believe the lie, because they want to believe the lie. And the sad part about it is, is that you know, if you want to believe the lie, you can do that. If you want to believe the lie that, you know, we need to have all of our guns taken away, you can believe that lie. You can pretend like, you know, we'll be better off without guns, but then you've got to look at what's going on in our American cities. You've got to look at what's going on in all these democratically controlled hell holes that basically are so bad now that people are moving out literally by the millions out of these major democratic cities, becoming Republicans and moving out into rural areas because they don't want to be shot or mugged, or killed. Look at New York with the dozens of shootings they had again this past week. Yeah, New York is back all right. And they remember, they, they funded a whole bunch of their police department. A whole bunch of the police department in New York have moved down here, like 50 of them, just to work in Lakeland, which is a town near us, which I kind of wish they hadn't come down here because some of the New York cops are pretty, how shall I say, pretty rough. But the reality is this. They don't want to be up there either. Even the police don't want to be up there. Nobody wants to be up there. Nobody wants to be in Chicago. Man cow used to tell me you drive to work and see dead bodies laying on the side of the road. Dead bodies. You know, I mean, this, what is, what are we talking about? This is Nigeria, some third world country. What is going on? Do we have dead bodies laying in the road? Well, yeah, apparently so in these democratic controlled, you know, places where they have no guns. Newsflash guys, when you take the guns away from the law abiding people who don't want to use lethal force, who all they want to do is live their life and be left alone and protect their family if need be, then suddenly the only people that have the weapons <laughs> are the criminals. And the criminals, quite frankly, they don't care about what laws you make. There's a reason they call them criminals. You know, you know the, the people in Waco, they weren't criminals. They were just believing a certain thing that David Koresh had taught them. And it wasn't the Waco raid. It was the Waco massacre. It's unbelievable. It's like yesterday we were talking about dual citizens from other countries, and, and, uh, and it's so difficult to find that because they don't have to disclaim that or dis disclose that or anything else. And, you know, some people say there's 40 of them. Some people say there's 89 of them. Some people say there's who knows how many of them. I'm in that category. Who knows how many of them are? But the reality is is that if we don't do something, if we don't realize that our country has been given over to special interest groups, that our country has been given over to lobbying groups, if we don't start passing laws against citizens from other countries being able to serve in our legislature in our nation's capital, the country's not going to make it, especially when these, quote, unquote, dual citizens are hardcore communists. Oh, yeah, hardcore liberal, most of them hardcore liberal Democrat communists, and they're pushing and pushing this narrative. You know, we don't want to talk about how Pollard yesterday, we discussed this in detail on the Chinese Revolution and how Pollard came to this country. And he stole all of these secrets and he gave them to the Mossad, who quickly and promptly gave them over to China to learn how to develop all of the technology we do in our military. Yeah, we don't want to talk about any of that. Why? Because China's being used, as I discussed in yesterday's show, in depth, to be the new world power, to basically supplant the United States as far as in our industrial capacity, which they've already done that. And it's sad to me as we watch these international banking cartel cabalists continually, continually, continually do the same narrative over and over and over again. The names and the 
people and the places and the dates change. It may be 100 years ago or 200 years ago, but it's always the same thing. It's kind of like Solomon said. There's nothing new under the sun. These clowns have been around since the ancient Canaanite religion days. Same, same group, same group of people. And they are the ones that have continued to discuss and to disclose. They're the ones who have continued to behind the scenes change world events and politics based on what they want. Austin was just talking about the Senate confirmation of this new ATF nominee. The reality is it's already been decided behind closed doors. They don't care about public comment. They don't even care about what he says. They really don't. They've already been told who to vote for and who not to vote for. This is Delphi technique, and like Austin said, we saw it local here. They had already decided that they were going to put many warehouses in our community before we ever had public discussion or public debate. They'd already told one of my friends, one of my neighbors, that they were already going to vote for it, regardless of what we said. It didn't matter what we said or what the people, we the people wanted, who supposedly elected these guys. It didn't make one bit of difference what we thought or what we wanted. They had already decided it. And I saw it, remember back in February, when we had that first meeting, and I said, I, when I stood up and I said, this is Delphi technique. They've already have a predetermined conclusion on what they want. They're not here to have any public discussion. They're telling us what they're going to do, and there's nothing. We, and I walked out. Austin and I both walked out. I said, I will not be manipulated. And every single thing was Delphi, Delphi. And it was done masterfully. I will give them that. It was done extremely well. But the problem is, how about we the people? How about we're the ones who voted for these folks? We're the ones who put them in power. We're the ones who gave them authority over us. What about doing what we want to do for a change instead of this great plan of this new world order? It's crazy. By the way, the Canadian government now are luring children with free ice cream, unbelievable, to take the COVID vaccine without parental consent. Does that surprise anybody under a monarchy? The Ontario government entices minors with promises of free ice cream to get the experimental COVID death shot without parental consent. Ontario's University of Health Network aimed to deliver Pfizer vaccines to adolescents as Pfizer recently received an emergency authorization for children ages 12 to 15 to receive the vaccine. Ontario's Provincial Health Care Consent Act states there is no minimum age, no, zero minimum age, provide consent for vaccination, and a child does not need external permission to receive one. In other words, if the two-year-old or the six-month-old wants to get vaccinated because someone said they have to be vaccinated, they're going to get vaccinated, and nobody needs to ask the parents. This is another example of how leftists and communists are trying to usurp parental authority, especially when it comes to the important health decisions of their children. Yesterday, I, I spoke to a young girl, and her brother basically was normal, now, this is, this is not going to have a happy ending, by the way. It's going to does you know on the story to start with. And she basically said that he was fine. He was normal until he got the MMR shot, and he got diagnosed with a, a case of Asperger's syndrome, which I hear that over and over and over and over again. And then when he's 11 years old, he went and spent the night at a friend's house and uh, was raped. Yeah, raped, 11 years old, by a guy, and ended up basically uh, becoming gay. And he became gay, and he's gone through all kinds of therapy and all kinds of issues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, from this. And finally, the father's had enough. The mother had enough because he would not make a choice, whether he could or could not, based on the Asperger's syndrome. I don't know. But they finally had to cut him loose, and now he's basically living with a bunch of gay people in a big gay prayed house, I guess. I don't know what it is. But the sad part about it is, is that I say all of this to say this to you. When you choose or not choose, decide to or not to, vaccinate a child there are all kinds of things going on that you're not aware of if you haven't done the research 
I told you about my friend who I pleaded and begged with a few years ago not to vaccinate his children. And he said it would be God's will if his son or his daughter came down with autism. And a few years later, his son was born and he vaccinated his son and his son came down with autism. Yeah. Is that, is that where you want to go with this? Guys, if you want to have your children take vaccines, let them make that decision when they're 18. I have a friend of mine who's a pastor, and he had a son who went off to college, and the son had never been vaccinated, and the son's an idiot. I can say that very clearly, very succinctly. I know the son. He's a complete and total moron. And he decided to go to college and get all 60 or 70 vaccines, whatever it was, and got unbelievably sick from it, but took all the vaccines. But his brain development was already done, so he didn't end up with any kind of neurological issues and didn't end up with autism. And then it was so funny. My pastor friend asked me, he said, well, he goes, can you please send him some literature on vaccines? He now has a little boy and he wants to get all 76 shots for the little boy against the little boy's wishes or will or knowledge or whatever. Just going to force it on the little child. I said, sure. I sent him 600 articles, a whole reference thing. I mean, this is all online. You can click to it, click to it, click to it, click to it. And basically saying how bad the vaccinations were. 600. And he turned right around and he asked me for more information. <laughs> I said to him, I said, but I don't have any more information. I've sent you 600 articles, 600 links, 600 studies, 600 research papers. How much more information do you need? And, of course, he proceeded to vaccinate the child because he's a moron. And, again, he wasn't the one who was pushing the vaccines as hard as his wife was. And he let his wife make that decision for the child. And you think, well, this is awful. You know, I told you it wasn't going to be a happy story. And see, this is the problem that we have when we allow other people who are not really experts in those fields to make decisions for our health. Think through the side effects. Think through the consequences. When you start injecting stuff directly into your bloodstream, and what the side effects can be for your brain, your central nervous system, your heart, your lungs – Anything can be affected by compounds being directed, directly injected into the bloodstream. Be very, very careful of those types of choices because they can have long-lasting, lifelong repercussions. Austin, what do you think, bud, and what's your next story? That's, that's really well said. And you guys always have to remember when you start having kids, I mean, your kids didn't ask to get born. They didn't ask for you basically to bring them into this world. That was your choice. You decided you wanted to have kids. So that takes the burden and puts it on your shoulders as far as your responsibility for making the decisions for them. One and two-year-old kids don't have any – three, four, five, six-year-old they, they don't have any concrete rational thought. They have no concept of reality. A lot of them are very smart. I mean they can do school and stuff like that, obviously, and read and write and talk and be very you know interactive. But they, they have no true rational thought. So it's your responsibility to make healthy decisions for them. And don't you think that you owe it to your kids to do research? Just do research on what you're blindly allowing them to have injected into their body? It's ironic because if somebody came up to you and they said, listen, you know, I know you're a parent. I know this is your kid. I got a great idea, though. I got something. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to throw it out there. I want to know if I can try out this heroin on your five-year-old child. I just want to try it out on him. I want to see if it works, how it works on him. Is that okay with you? 
every single parent in the entire country, if was posed with that question, would say, absolutely not, you lunatic. Get away from me. Do not speak to me. I'm calling the cops on you. You're about to get shot if you come any closer to me. Could be the response, right? But for some odd reason, somebody walks up in a lab coat with a hypodermic needle and goes, hey, we got to put seven different injections into your child real quick because, you know, it's, it's further protection. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help them out. They go, oh, okay, go ahead and inject them. I don't, I don't, I don't see why that would be a problem. Just, just stick them. Or better yet, oh, we want to use an experimental RNA gene therapy drug on them. Doesn't stop them from getting COVID. Doesn't stop them from spreading COVID. But, hey, we want to test it out on them right now because, you know, we're in the Pfizer phase trial between six month and 12 year olds so we we want to just try this experimental rna injection on your kid oh oh sure that's fine that's that's totally cool don't 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 even worry about it just 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 shoot them up we'll see what happens really is that is that where our society is stooped to that level of stupidity that level of incompetence that level of neglect for your children i guess so because we'll see all these parents proudly displaying that their eight-year-olds and five-year-olds and nine-year-olds have gotten this experimental Pfizer injection without any long-term testing whatsoever. Guess where we're at. You can't fix stupid. So you have to make the decision what you're going to do. Are you going to research? Are you going to follow the crowd? Are you going to make your own decision? Are you going to do what people tell you to do? Free will is a heck of a thing. It's where we're at right now. It's where we're at in society. It's been something that God gave us to separate us from every other species, essentially. You know, animals and birds, you know, birds will fly south for the winter. Not because it's a conscious decision, because it's but in their nature. It's in their genetics. It's what they do. That's what they automatically do. There is no free will. They don't go, you know what? Uh, I'm going to fly west this, this winter. I just, you know, I think we need to fly west. Let's all migrate. Well, they don't do that. They, summer starts coming. Winter starts coming. They start flying the direction they need to fly. It's all it's all in, in, intentional as far as the way it's ingrained in their body. That's what happens. Human beings are completely different. We have the ability to think of rational thought. We have a soul. We make decisions. We can make good decisions. We can make bad decisions. But when you start making decisions for a young child, always remember, those decisions have lifelong consequences, even longer than you're probably going to be alive. So be very cautious what you inject your child with, what you feed your child, what you allow them to be exposed to on television and YouTube, who you allow them to stay the night at certain houses. It's another thing, too, Dad brought up. That's been something I'm always very cautious on. You know, you got kids together that are similar age. You know families. You're close to the families. Everybody spend the night hanging out all the time. Cool. You start getting random friends and random sleepovers and random step parents and all kinds of stuff. No, 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 no. You start finding out who's staying at the house. You find out they got older siblings. You find out they got step parents. I'm not saying that those individuals are going to be inclined to do that. What I'm saying is, if you look at the statistics, the vast majority of the time when you see sexual assault on minors. It's generally somebody that's mildly related or a friend of the family. That's just what you look at with statistics. So be very, very aware of that. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. A 
another sad incident. A model, Stephanie Du Bois, British model, has died almost a week after her injection from a blood clot. 39 years old, extremely active, very fit, trained all the time. Got her first AstraZeneca injection May 6th, was hospitalized by May 14th. She said in her blog, as she blogs, she got a lot of followers, talked about what happened, how she was feeling horrendous and she was eating pizza in bed, that she was having difficulty breathing. Then one of the last things she put up, she goes, I woke up feeling fine. Then within an hour, I had full body shakes. All my joints seized, and I was struggling to breathe, cold to the bone with persistent headaches and dizziness. She said, I'm completely drained with no energy, and my whole body hurts with sore and weak joints. I'll be taking this time to rest and get back on the form later on. She never got back on her blog. She went to the hospital the next day, died. 39 years old, extremely active and healthy. We're just going to keep pretending this isn't happening, guys. We didn't keep pretending that VAERS now is almost at 5,000 deaths in the United States from the COVID injection. But yet we're going to pretend that it takes all the way back to 2006 to meet those same amount of deaths with long rifles, according to the FBI statistics. 2006 through 2019, there was 4,414 homicide deaths from long rifles. 15 years of FBI homicide numbers to meet what we've already hit in the United States via the CDC's own admittance in the last five months from experimental shot. Uh, I can't ignore it. I hope you don't ignore it. That's why I encourage all of you, get the information out there. Talk to people about it. Sometimes it's not comfortable. Sometimes it's kind of weird. Sometimes when you bring it up to people, they get mad. Huh? Guess what? People get mad. Tell them to get over it. We all have freedom of speech and we have freedom of will. That doesn't mean running around like that. So don't be running around being militant, you know, you know, being belligerent and cussing and being rude to people. That's not that's not Christian like either. But you bring topics up, and there's a lot of different ways you could just kind of throw stuff out there, get people's take on it, see what they say. Okay, that's cool. And a lot of times I've talked to people about it. Hey, have you gotten this this experimental Pfizer shot? Nah, man, I'm not getting that crap. I was like, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Other people go, I don't know, man. I'm, I was thinking about it. And then 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 you got a bait. Then you got a hook. And then you can say, okay, listen, here's what you need to know about it. And then you talk to some people, and they go, oh, yeah, 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 I got it. I'm, I got my injection. I said, how you feeling? Oh, I felt like crap the first week after I got the shot, but I'm I'm vaccinated now. You know, they said you got to get a booster shot. Oh, I got to get a booster shot? Yeah, you got to get like a year, yearly booster shot too. So you got to keep getting injected with this sludge every year, like the flu shot. Oh, well, that's not cool. Well, no, no, but that, that's what they're telling you to do. You're going to keep doing it? Well, I don't think so. It's funny now, I just saw research. They're now saying that if you contracted COVID and you got antibodies, you've got immunity from it for at least a year. New research just came out. And so... My question is this. Again, have we been lied to the entire time? Absolutely. Remember when they came out and they said, we have no idea how long people's immunity are after they've been exposed to COVID and they have the antibodies. We don't know. we got to get the shot out there right now. Well, you didn't even do any research. You haven't even had enough time to figure out how long there's immunity to it. Well, now there is. Now they're saying that there's really absolutely no reason to get this experimental injection if you've already had it, as far as the researchers. Now, of course, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Moderna, 
Fauci bobblehead. All these guys, oh, it doesn't matter. Don't matter if you just got over COVID last month, you need to get this experimental shot right now. Why? Well, generate billions of dollars and create more medical industrial complex patients to ride through the system to continue to stay sick year after year after year after year. Remember, healthy people don't make hospitals any money. Newsflash. People that are really healthy and are really active and take good care of themselves don't make any money for the medical industrial complex. Zero. They are not good prospective clients. you got to keep people perpetually sick and on that merry-go-round of in the hospital, out of the hospital, in the doctor's office, out of the doctor's office, at the prescription desk, at the store, and back out of the pharmacy. That is how you make money on the model from the pharmaceutical industrial complex. Always remember that. Also, too, one other story real quick, and I'll hand it back to Dad. I found this interesting. I was talking to Dad about it yesterday. As we're starting to see now, the acquisitions and mergers all across the globe, we're starting to see these big corporations pretty much take over everything. If you look down deep enough, once a, once a business becomes big enough, they're gone. It's done. They get bought up immediately. One of those now being actually one of the independent Hollywood studios, MGM, has been around for decades, all the way back to the golden era of Hollywood movies, has now just been acquired in a 845 billion-dollar cash acquisition from Amazon themselves. This is the second largest acquisition Amazon has acquired since the uh, Whole Foods. They took over Whole Foods. And what's interesting about this, and I was telling Dad this yesterday, that's why I've encouraged people. If there's any clean, good, old films you like, whether it's a you know a Swiss Family Robinson or so forth, any films like that, make sure you got a real hard copy of it, like on DVD. The reason why I'm saying that is as we've clearly seen with the social experiment of political correctness, they're going to delete everything from history. And one of the biggest histories that we have as far as the way people interacted, the current times, have been movies. I mean, it just is what it is. You can look back from the films of the Western days with John Wayne. You know, he was usually the hero fighting the bad guys, and there was usually the pretty girl that he was going after or something like that. And he's running around on horseback, shooting his lever-action rifle, running his pistols. And you go back to the James Bond films with Sean Connery. Grand, some of those got a little raunchy, but a lot of them were still pretty cool for what they were back in the day. And MGM Studios, by the way, owns a lot of these. They own pretty much all the uh, Rocky movies, all the James Bond movies, all the old movies from the Golden Age. In fact, they can, they contain a library of over 17,000 TV shows as well. So Amazon said they want to acquire MGM's heritage and their catalog of films. Now, it's interesting about this. Mike Hopkins, who is the senior VP of Prime Video, Amazon Prime, he said in this article, and I quote, the real financial value behind this deal with MGM is the treasure trove of intellectual property in the deep catalog that we plan to reimagine and develop together with MGM's talented team. I'm going to repeat that. The real financial value behind this deal is the treasure trove of intellectual property in the deep catalog that we plan to reimagine and develop together with MGM's talented team. They're telling you what they're going to do. They're going to remake and they're going to delete. Once enough of these companies, I mean, there's only a couple streaming companies. You got like Netflix, you got the old 
Bobo Disney Plus. You've got Amazon Prime. Once these guys get a hold of enough of these studios and they own these old films, these films will cease to exist, my friends, unless you have them on DVD and you can privately watch them. And people will never even remember what happened to them. It'll just disappear. Never see them again. The movies with the heroes and the males that were men and all the good movies they used to make back in the day, they will cease to exist. And they will continue to do remakes like they've done now. So if you notice, there's very few good films anymore now. They're all remakes, and almost all the ones that come out now are all complete total filth. Most of them are garbage. If they do have anything decent in them, they got to have so much political correctness. They almost always have to make the male some soy boy beta male that acts like a girl, super feminine, because that's what they do. You pick up on it. It's super easy to pick up all the time. It's obnoxious. It's Quite frankly, it's embarrassing. And this is what Hollywood started to produce now. And so these old films that everybody used to love, they won't be around in 20 or 30 years. And the younger generation like myself and basically dad's generation, once we start getting older, if you don't have those films, your kids will never see them. All they're going to be exposed to is the continual perversion and filth that you now see on almost all the streaming sites. If you look at them, I've, I've seen all of them. You know, the Disney Plus, as far as I've, I've seen what they have to offer, I've seen the Prime, I've seen the Netflix, almost all of them. 90% of the films are filth. They're garbage films. They don't have any good movies on them anymore. Why? Because they don't want you to see those films. Now, on top of that now, you have communist China, which is controlled by the Rothschild banking cartel, they now have surpassed the United States and gross revenue of Hollywood films. The United States now produces basically 22% as far as absorbing 22% of the gross film production revenue. China is now 26%. Well, China has made it very clear to the Hollywood studios, you're not allowed to put anything in these films that we do not approve of in communist China. Because why? Because they want to revision the country. They want to revision the United States with the communist mantra, the same thing they've done in their country. If it basically is not okay, if it's foreboded in their country, they'll flat out not allow the movie to even come to China. They'll flat ban it. John Cena, who used to, I think was you know pretty funny wrestler back in the day, he did one of the most embarrassing apologies and groveled at the Chinese – like nothing I've ever seen before the other day. And it didn't get posted on social media. He, he sent it to the Chinese social government, so to speak. And what happened was in an interview for Fast and the Furious 9, John Cena basically said that Taiwan has really loved the new Fast and the Furious release and that they basically got to see it first. Well, the Chinese Communist Party, if you guys know, they do not see Taiwan as their own country. They think they own Taiwan. And they came out, and they got extremely offended that John Cena would say something so offensive that Taiwan enjoyed the movie first. So he got on video and apologized to the Chinese government and the Chinese people in Mandarin, which I was actually impressed he spoke Mandarin, but sat there and groveled and said he was so, so sorry, and he did not mean to make this mistake, and he loves the China government, he loves the China people, and he's so sorry for this infraction that he did and was so offensive when it was literally nothing. But I found out later on what China did is they basically said, well, we're going to ban Fast and Furious 9. We're going to block it. We're going to bar it from the studio. Universal Studios went, whoa, 
okay, John Cena, time to get on your knees and grovel. You get to grovel to China now because we want to make sure we make enough money from them. This is why you do not take the opinion of any Hollywood movie star at all. You take it with a grain of salt because almost all of them are bought and paid for in order to save their own skin and make their own money. This is why you see Hollywood stars come out with some of the most idiotic statements, some of the most moronic comments you'll ever hear that make no sense at all, and you can see they're clearly reading a script. They're actors. They're jesters. They're there to entertain you. They're not there to give you truth. In fact, it's actually the opposite. They're there to give you false truth. They're there to entertain you with media, with a facade, with a movie. That's their only job. So be very, very aware of that when you start seeing some of these clowns come out and say things and make comments and make statements. It's not anything in most cases they actually believe most of the time, unless they're super liberal. They're simply doing what their Hollywood owners tell them to do. This is why it's so important to make sure you're getting real, true news from people that have no alternative alternative motive. That's why Dad and I do the best we can on the show every day. We try to bring you the real topics. We try to give you the real updates on what's going on. Same thing when I got on the Hagman Show, do the same thing. So again, thank you for supporting alternative media, the ones that are really telling you the truth, the ones that are really bringing up these topics right now and really trying to get as many people awake as they can. What do you think, Dad? Well, Austin, you've got to look at the entire narrative of the communist infiltration, the Kabbalist infiltration into Hollywood 100 years ago. These are the guys who were running the porn theaters at the little carnivals where they have the little pictures flip through with women who were naked. And you put a penny in there or put a nickel in there 100 years ago. And this was the beginning of the Hollywood, how should I say, phenomenon. These people came from Europe, and they were doing all of these types of carnival things in Europe and exhibitions of pornography in Europe. And they came to Hollywood, and they had this film tenacity and this ability to do things. And they're the ones who started the film industry in Hollywood. And the, uh, the irony of most of this is that the vast majority of these guys were Jewish. And uh, they, just, they just remember that they got, they, they, we got to – God, I hate going here because it gets so weird – Christians and Jews are different. Remember, I've told you guys that Christianity is not a continuation of Judaism. It's a rejection of Judaism. You know, when the Old Testament was put aside and the Torah was put aside and the Talmud was brought in and they were told that they could basically defraud people and do whatever they wanted to do if they were not Jews, it really created a problem because we have a Christian work ethic, a Christian value in which we're supposed to do right and love people for who they are. They don't have that. Like the Muslims don't really have that. The Hindus don't really have that. I mean, different groups of people and different religions have different values. The problem is when you allow a communist group that was coming out of Russia, that was all part of the communist revolution, it's all part of that infiltration into our university systems. When they come from Russia a hundred years ago and from Europe a hundred years ago and they get pushed into our system here in the United States, that little bit of yeast works us all the way through the dough. And then pretty soon we have an entire organization run by the the Jewish Costa Nostra Hollywood Mafia. You know, Marlon Brando pointed that out years and years and years ago. And he had the most horrible apology I've ever seen. He went to the guy who was in charge of the, you know, the Holocaust, 
how should I say, group of people that were persecuting all the people supposedly involved in the Holocaust. I think it was Weisenholz or Weisenthorpe or whatever his Weisenfield is his, his his. Well, I forgot the guy's name, but he he went into, he got he he actually got on his knees and walked on his knees and went over to this guy. This is Marlon Man Marlon Brando, multiple Academy Awards, and like kissed the guy's hand and begged for forgiveness because he knew that his days in Hollywood were over because he said the Jews were controlling Hollywood. And this is the same thing that happened with the Red Scare, with you know what happened with Senator McCarthy. He warned everybody these Jewish folks who were communists had come in and infiltrated Hollywood, and they were pushing their subversion into the Christian population of the United States, trying to change our country into a communist dictatorship, so to speak, and to resolve and dissolve all of the values that we had been established through our Constitution and for the first you know three four hundred years of our country's existence. And so this is the problem when you have a group of people that do this. And, and, and it's sad to me because, you know, you don't like talking about it because it starts sounding like you're trying to not be an anti-Semite or trying to be an anti-Semite. I don't know what it is, but you can't even talk about the truth of what's going on or, or you become, you know, labeled like this. You know, Chuck Baldwin just did a article that says the tide is slowly starting to turn. And he starts talking about Zionism and what happened in the Christian churches and why so many Christians fell asleep. But we need to understand that the entire Zionism stuff, from Theodore Herschel, all the stuff that started back in 1820, all the stuff that happened with the Balfour Declaration of World War I and the formation of Israel with the destruction of the Palestinians, all of this stuff was pre-planned. And they're pushing their agenda more and more and more as far as their, how should I say, Kabbalist filth, that God's a snake in a tree and that there's – no such thing as a boy or a girl, and everybody's hermaphroditic, and we need to go ahead and castrate little boys at four and five when they tell you to castrate them and turn them into little girls. I mean, what about kind of sick weirdos do stuff like that? Well, that's what, that's what they do. Look at the Ghostbusters, the first movie that was done. It was a pretty good movie. It really was. And then they did a remake of it. And Hollywood got a hold of it, and they made it politically correct and put a well-known lesbian, you know, was one of the key stars, and the whole movie was a complete and total flop. Look what they've done to the Star Wars franchise, how they destroyed all that. Look at, look at James Bond. Look at Daniel Craig, who's also, by the way, a hardcore Hollywood liberal in his movie Skyfall, where they had almost did a gay scene in that movie, but they didn't do it because they didn't want to destroy the James Bond franchise. But then Daniel Craig said he was all about doing a gay scene. And one of the James Bond movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's how far this reaches into the group. And, and the Holocaust industry has been used. And you say, well, what do you mean Holocaust industry? That sounds ludicrous. Well, no. What's happened is, you know, the, because of the Holocaust, whether you agree with the numbers or don't agree with the numbers, you get yourself into a situation where every time something happens to a Jewish person, they have to basically talk about it because – it reinforces the narrative of the Holocaust. Let me give you an example. Breitbart is a hardcore Zionist news agency. And I posted this article on the website, and I like some of Breitbart's articles. I do, but they're hardcore Zionists, all pro-Israel. Here's one of their articles. Jewish man attacked on Las Vegas Strip in an alleged hate crime. Okay, A Jewish man was allegedly attacked on the Las Vegas Strip for Wednesday by a man who appeared to have targeted him for being Jewish, shattered him, attacked him, and knocked him down, causing abrasions. And a concussion. Former Democratic New York State Assemblyman John Hinken, the founder of Americans Against Anti-Semitism, tweeted news of an attack on Wednesday, adding that surveillance cameras appeared to have filmed the footage of such an attack. Well, appeared, could have been, would have been, should have been. I don't know what they had out there. Who knows? They may have gotten to a big fight, big altercation, started talking about certain things, and everybody got mad and got hot. Also, somebody gets pushed, which is not good. It's bad, but it makes national news. 
When's the last time that you heard a Christian was attacked on the Las Vegas Strip? Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, I don't know why Christians are in Las Vegas anyhow, but I mean, if you want to go out there and go to the car show or whatever, I can get that. But the reality is, is that when have you heard that we've basically had an attack against a Christian? You don't hear that, do you? Well, why is it? It's, again, it's because of this Holocaust industry that's been built. You know, anytime anything ever happens to a Jewish person, it's automatically considered anti-Semitism. And it's also almost always considered, you know, hate, a hate crime. Here's another one. There's another Breitbart article, Breitbart article. Jewish House Democrats urge Biden to appoint ambassador to combat anti-Semitism, condemn House colleagues' comments. So the House colleagues are saying things, so these other Democrats, and now they have to appoint somebody to fight it. Jewish House Democrats sent a letter urging President Joe Biden to appoint a United States ambassador at large to monitor and combat anti-Semitism and condemning the comments made by their House colleagues. You think, well, why would he do that? Why would they do that? These people don't have a right for freedom of speech anymore. Well, the problem is the narrative, the entire narrative now of Palestine and what's happened to the Palestinians and shooting their children for sport and destroying hospitals. People in the United States about had enough of that, and they're realizing that we gave, what, I think $3.8 billion to Israel last year. We've armed them. So in essence, because money is fungible, the United States killed the Palestinians indirectly. You think, well, you can't push it that far, Ted. That's too much of a link trying to tie that together. Okay, whatever. But that's what's happening. You know, we, the people of the United States, we've allowed abortion to take place. So directly or indirectly, however you want to call it, we, the people, the constituents of the United States of America, are responsible for the abortion. Well, that's that's a hard stretch. Well, yeah, I agree. I, I completely am totally diametrically opposed to abortion. I am. But the reality is, is that our government, because of Delphi technique, decided to push this through back in 73 with Roe v. Wade. And they basically gave them a case that they could use to basically ban, you know, or to, to allow abortion openly and not ban it any longer throughout the United States. Well, why in the world did that happen? Well, because our parents who were busy with their grandparents, you know, fighting in World War One and the Korean War and Vietnam and everything else, uh, they basically sat back on their laurels and let it happen. It goes all the way back now to 1913 with what happened with the Federal Reserve Bank and Woodrow Wilson. And the thing about it is, I think they were as powerless back in 1913 to stop the Fed as we were to stop the Fed today. I really do. Because when these groups of people get power in certain areas of government and they bribe people beyond belief with money and they get certain people blackmailed, it's really hard to stop the juggernaut. We saw that locally in local politics. It's just unbelievable the corruption that you have, even at the local school boards. And you think, well, how did this happen? Well, it didn't happen by accident, and it didn't happen overnight. It took decades, sometimes with the Frankfurt School, almost 100 years to push it to this level. But now we're all starting to wake up, and we realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We don't have to be here, but we have to do is we've got to recognize that the hardcore communists, which is the Rothschild banking cartel, which has done all of this to the United States, that they're the ones that have to be exposed, that we have to get real money back in the United States. We've got to get our churches to actually tell the truth. We've got to get rid of the Johnson Amendment. We've got to get the pastors to wake up and basically get some testosterone and start telling the people what's going on, because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. For this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. But we can't do all those things by sitting on our butt and letting the doggone people who are satanic infiltrators run and control the United States and the world. We can't do that. We've got to stand against it. That's why it's so important. I had the privilege and the opportunity to get to pray for you guys this morning. And it was, it's a, it's a treat for me every time I get to pray for you guys. I really, really enjoy it. Sharon and I pray for you guys every morning. 
I love you guys, and I appreciate you so much. Austin, go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Yes, guys, and continue to get the information out there. I know I say that every day, and I mean it sincerely. Continue to get the truth out there. We thank you again for your support. If you guys need anything at all, be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com, COQ10. Y'all voted, and it won. Product of the week, COQ10 Ubiquinol on sale right now, and we also have the Magnesium Brain Food on sale to the end of the month through the weekend. Then it'll be going off sale by then. And uh, so be sure to check that out. Also, the food buckets, multiple specials on those are the two packs, four packs, uh, healthmasters.com. Thank you again, my friends, and keep up the fight. You're not in this alone. We're all in this together, working together. And the more we can stand up, the larger our voice gets, the more they're going to realize it may be rough. It may be a fight. It's going to be a real fight. But always remember that you don't have to go silently into the night. That's one thing that you can never go back on is look back and say, wow, I wish I would have said something. I wish I would have said no. I mean, I had a customer calling the other day to Steve, and he explained to her about the shot that she got and what it did and all these side effects she was having from it. And she goes, what did I do to myself? You don't want to do that, guys. Make an informed decision. Never let somebody tell you you have to do something. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. As the old saying that goes, go with your gut feeling. Appreciate it, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Y'all stay strong. Y'all stay prepped as always. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.